Hello, folks, and welcome to the Metallica Report. I'm Stefan Shirazi, editor of the band So What magazine. And I'm Renee Richardson, director of philanthropy for Metallica's foundation, all within my hands. This is your official weekly Metallica podcast. We are bringing you all the news from the band's HQ and studios deep in the heart of Northern California. We'll be spending time with the one, the only, Kirk the Ripper Hammett as he discusses his own recent creative journeys and a cool little story about Pete Townsend. And we'll also be catching up with the band's chef, Simon Mitchell, as he explains the fuel that he creates to give Metallica their onstage M72 fire. Steph, before we get rolling, we should say that the M72 tour will stretch into this coming weekend as the second Phoenix show has been rescheduled for this Saturday, September 9th. COVID unfortunately caught up with James, which is a total bummer for him, for the team, for the fans. But hey, I think it's uh, pretty impressive that we could reschedule as quickly as we've been able to. Yeah, indeed. Get well soon, James. I'm sure he's well on the way to recovery. And onwards and upwards, you know, these things happen. And look, reschedule notwithstanding, there are some free weekends coming up. But for me, I'm only thinking about the next weekend of fun (laughs) that's coming up. That is uh, between October 6th and 8th at the Empire Polo Grounds in Indio, California. I am a course talking about the power trip festival the boys are playing the same night as tool on that last yeah. night guns and roses and iron maiden are on friday acdc and the mighty judas priest are on saturday i have officially added the word mighty to judas Priest's name there and yeah as i said metallica and tool are on sunday it's it's going to be something it's really going to be a special time for sure though all those names together over one weekend uh, <laughs> power trip indeed This is, of course, at the site of Coachella. I should also say that Metallica have played the Empire Polo Grounds before back in April 2011 with the Big Four event that also featured Slayer, Megadeth and Anthrax. Uh, I was indeed there and it was cracking. That's me. I mean, but what are you going to be getting up to? I mean, I'm bummed because I have to miss Power Trip, but I'm super excited because we've been putting a lot of work into the foundation and good things have come of it. Our All Within My Hands collaboration with Enlightened Ice Cream was really well received in Phoenix on Friday. I got a ton of pictures of people enjoying their limited edition guitar bar. And yeah, it's official. You can find yours now. If you need details on what stores to find them in, go to allwithinmyhands.org. You can find that there. I even got a text to get some bars to log in the dressing room, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's actually really funny that you mentioned dressing rooms because one of the things I've observed with this band is that despite uh, 42 years of being together, they still get changed together in one dressing room. They congregate in one dressing room. They come back to one dressing room from the stage. It's it's really, a, it's quite phenomenal at this point in their careers that they still want that sort of like that intimacy that you need before a show. Like, you know, they're probably bantering with each other and little comments here and there. Who knows? It's their private space, but they still want to share it with each other. And look, they do each have their separate rooms where they go and maybe do a little stretch or a little yoga or a little meditation or, or they want to eat, you know, they, they they do have their separate areas to go to, but at that key moment when they are getting ready, when they are getting together to prepare for this show, 
they go into the same dressing room. Very cool and very rare in this day and age. And we've made the analogy before. They're like a sports team. This is the same as that, you know, hanging in the locker room together. Real quick, we have a a happy ending for Storm, the Husky that came to the Metallica show at SoFi in Los Angeles on night one. And Steph, would you want to give us the the update? Yeah, I'll just strip it down to the skinny because everyone has been hearing about Storm now. The story's all over the place. Uh, uh, You know, initially it was thought that Storm, this lovely Husky, had been uh, abandoned in the state on night one at SoFi Stadium. That is not the case. Storm had escaped its owner, Elizabeth Hurtado's home in the afternoon and decided that Metallica was the gig for her. She'd taken off into the stands, <laughs> was sitting in the seats, thanks to the efforts of various uh, members of the uh, LA County Animal Control and, and a shelter, Elizabeth was reunited with her pup. I think what's really a key thing here is that Elizabeth herself is not a Metallica fan. However, her parents are. So I suspect that Storm has been planning this for some time. And if you go to the official Metallica Instagram and look at the pictures of her in the seats, it's pretty clear that she's very comfortable. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. There he is, you guys. We are delighted to welcome to the Metallica Report, Mr. Kirk the Ripper Hammett, someone who I think it is fair to say makes damn sure he has a good time on stage. And every time I see him play, he just looks joy filled and you can see it on his face. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm chuckling behind you because (laughs) this man just radiates color and life and 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 cheer and everything he is indeed ripping right now and look kirk is all about the vibe in the moment so much that when i asked him about his solos on both the uh, 72 seasons album and the m72 tour he took the opportunity to tell me and therefore you what his approach is on the song shadows follow check this out i decided that 
I, I'm not going to play the solo to Shadows, uh, Shadows Follow anymore uh, on, the, on the record. I'm not going to play that solo anymore. I'm already tired of it. So every time we play that song, it's going to be a friggin' different solo every single time. Like completely starting from scratch. You know, every time we play it, I don't know what the heck I'm going to play. And that's going to be the one song that I, I do that in 100%. And I'm actually, it turns the song into something else for me. You know, it turns the song into like, uh, okay, let's see what, what's right behind, uh, you know, this curtain kind of thing. You know, what's right around this corner? What's underneath this rock? Let's find out with 60,000 people right now, <laughs> you know? And I love it. I love it because it's a real creative challenge. And when I can pull it off, I feel like I've, 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 I've achieved something great. I don't know about anybody else, but I just learned a little more about Kirk Hammett's process through that. He, he, I didn't, you know, I didn't really think about how far he pushes his creativity when he's live and he's on stage and he's doing it all in the moment. So that's cool. Shadows Follow is going to be the song where you really want to pay attention because Kirk is going to be making it different for you with every solo that he plays. Indeed. And not only that, he sometimes lives in that crazy space where he forgets his own stature as a guitar player. Uh, I mean, indeed, a guitar god, as he is, uh, and, and becomes a total fan, which is, you know, really endearing, especially yeah. when he's in the company of others of, shall we say, similar uh, veneration as himself. He told me a great story with regards to that kind of thing uh, about him, Pete Townsend, uh, and playing with him at the Peter Green Tribute Gig in London at the Royal Albert Hall during February 2020. And uh, uh, look, j just listen to this. It's really cool. When I did the Peter Green Tribute uh, a couple of years ago, that was just an amazing experience for me because I was able to play with a, a lot of musicians that influenced me a lot when I was younger, a lot of British musicians. And, you know, that generation of musicians, I listened to all their albums. And so for the Peter Green tribute, I found myself amongst all these guys who I've respected for decades. And so for the, for the rehearsals, everyone was in one big room and everyone was just hanging out. And it was a vibe. It was like almost like a party sort of like atmosphere where people were jamming on tunes, you know, everyone's watching everyone else, people were socializing. It was really, really cool. And so at one point, Pete Townsend walks in, right? And uh, and he comes over to me and he goes, Hey, Kirk. I go, Hey, Pete. He goes, I didn't expect to see you so soon again because I had just seen him like literally a month ago at the Hollywood Bowl. When the Who played with a, a symphony, and you know it was really cool that he actually came up to me and said, "Hey, how you doing?" And and I, I thought to myself, "Wow, Pete Pete came up to me pretty much before anyone else in the room and said hello." And then, it, like five minutes later, uh, the band the band was getting together to, to to rehearse a couple songs with Pete, and I was just I was sitting on a road road case against the wall and Pete came over and planted himself like six feet in front of me and played two songs and I was completely blown away because I saw the whole Pete Townsend thing six feet in front of me the way he attacked his guitar the way he strummed 
the way he hit power chords, and at the end he did a couple windmills. And I was, I just thought, oh my god, all that stuff—it's not performance. That's part of how he plays his guitar. That's a real expression of how he plays guitar, and I loved it because I saw they play guitar with his entire physicality, which is what I I try to do, you know. And it, and it was just a an amazing thing to witness because it's full on Pete Townsend and full on Pete Townsend mode. Yeah, he's so real telling that story, marveling at Pete Townsend style. That the authenticity of that is just. I don't know. It's it's impressive to me. Yes. And so the natural place to go from there is to get a quick word from our sponsor, which (laughs) is, of course, Blackened Whiskey. Oh, yes, indeed. Good whiskey. We love our black and whiskey. Both Steph and I are fans of black and whiskey. Uh, we've we've mentioned that before on this podcast. And we're going to spend a minute or so not simply selling the word of said sponsor, but explaining why we like it and share a time when it just made sense to have blackened. You may have heard me talk about the blackened lemonade that I had my first taste of at East Rutherford at the Metallica shows there. It was delicious. So I went to the website, Blackened Whiskey because I knew that's where they keep the recipes and decided to make one for myself. And I went and got all the ingredients. I got the uh, blackberry syrup, the fresh lemon, bought some basil for it, went to the liquor cabinet and there was no blackened in there. I knew we had a bottle. My husband came to me and he said, I really think somebody stole that. (laughs) And I think he's absolutely right. I think he stole it and he's kind of forgotten about the thievery. So I had to go out, had to get my blackened, and I finally made the blackened lemonade. It was delicious. And if you want to enjoy the unique and award-winning blackened whiskey, it is available. You can get it at your local retailer or you can visit blackenedwhiskey.com. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me So when it comes to the band and their eating habits, I can tell you that things have most certainly changed. Gone are the deli trays heaped with cold cuts and cheeses (laughs) that don't fit the bread. And no more will you find boxes of pizza sitting around to greet them when they finish a show. No, our boys have to have the finest fuel for their systems to continually conquer M72. And thanks to the band chef Simon Mitchell, they consistently deliver those high-octane performances. Yeah, I mean, Simon is all about not just healthy eating, but specially designed menus which help provide the best nutrition for the band to perform at their highest level. It's all about that whole thing of your body is a temple, you are what you eat, all of that stuff. Here's Simon explaining how he prepares for a day's work and the art of nutrition as it relates to Metallica's performance. The menu varies a lot throughout the day, but also it's very different pre-show to after-show. They are super healthy boys, so we don't really have many carbohydrates at all, nothing that's considered like a, a simple carb, so no white rice, no pasta, no potatoes, no plain bread. It's all very nutritious, fiber-rich. If it's any carbohydrate, it's quite complex. So. There is a bit of that before the show. And then when it comes to after the show, it's more protein, it's more recovery. But on the whole, things are very light, especially now we're in the, the heat of the summer. It's uh, like 100 degrees out here in Dallas. So there's a lot of salads going on, a lot of fresh seafood, a lot of protein, and just lots of fruit and veg. And the idea is that 
they see a lot of colors, lots of flavors, but it's all very light and very healthy just so that they can perform how they need to, which is high energy, lots of screaming, lots of moving, lots of shouting, lots of singing, lots of dancing. All that has to be right at the top. So yeah, that's how we do it. Okay, that's it, folks. Next week, we'll be hearing from another of the great M72 support acts, Ice Nine Kills, when we sit down with Spencer Sharnas. And we'll hear from a huge Metallica fan and All Within My Hands supporter, Yuji Moore, who worked with Space Force. Isn't that brilliant? Space Force is real, folks. It's uh, real. I, I know. I didn't know that. That's <laughs> brilliant. Until then, turn it up and see, see ya. ya. The Metallica Report is produced by Metallica HQ, Pantheon Media, and PopCult. If you like what we're doing here, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to visit Metallica.com slash podcast to submit your questions, offer your thoughts, and become a part of this podcast. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.